from the CQ Roll Call Newsroom in Washington. This is the Budget Tracker Extra podcast, your nonpartisan news source for how Congress spends your money. Negotiations on a final spending package for this year may have just gotten harder now that President Trump decided to scrap health insurance subsidies and further undermine the Affordable Care Act. And the Senate is preparing to vote this week on the next batch of disaster relief aid, along with a budget resolution designed to grease the skids for a tax code overhaul. I'm David Lerman, editor of the CQ Budget Tracker newsletter, and with me today is Jennifer Shutt, who covers the appropriations process for CQ. And Jennifer, let's start with the president's announcement late last week that he would no longer agree to pay insurance companies the subsidies that are designed to lower the out-of-pocket costs for low-income Americans buying health insurance in the Obamacare marketplaces. What's the rationale for doing that, and, and why are Democrats so furious? So this is something that Republicans, including congressional GOP leadership, has been frustrated with some time. They have said repeatedly, and there is actually a lawsuit about this, that all appropriations have to be a product of the House of Representatives. They have to come from Congress. They cannot be made by the administration. Um, And so this is something that during the Obama years, while these CSR payments were being made, Republicans were very adamant that they were essentially illegal. And we have seen since the Trump administration came into power and President Trump and several of his uh, high-ranking officials have said that they may stop making these payments or make these payments infrequently. We've seen Democrats say, yes, we think that this this authority should come back within the guise of Congress. Uh, and so now it sounds like, and we've heard from House Democratic leader Nancy Pelosi on Friday that Democrats actually wanted this this language in the omnibus in the spring. And so it sounds like this is going to become one of the big issues on the omnibus this fall. So a new complication for these year-end spending talks, known as the omnibus, if Democrats fight to preserve these subsidies. And we should remind people what's already causing problems in this final spending deal, which you've covered extensively, but recap that for us for a sec. So there's a lot going on heading into December 8th, which is when the current temporary spending bill expires. Uh, The first issue that congressional leadership and the White House have to work out is just how much they want to spend in fiscal 2018, which, of course, began back on October 1st. Uh, There's this law from 2011 that sets strict spending caps in place. Republicans do not like it because they feel like it constricts the Department of Defense. Democrats don't like it because they feel like it restricts domestic spending. So both of them have come to agreements in the past to lift these caps. There's no agreement in place right now for fiscal 2018, so they're going to have to come to some type of agreement on how to raise those spending levels, or fiscal 2018 will see a $5 billion reduction compared to fiscal 2017. Uh, On top of that, we have the DREAMers issue, which is going to be a big deal in the next couple months. The budget resolution, of course, still needs to get agreed upon and adopted by Congress so that Republicans can go ahead with their GOP tax bill. All of that is a a pretty heavy lift. Uh, And on top of that, when we get to the omnibus, you're going to have the border wall issue, which, of course, will be one of the thornier issues. Democrats have said that they will not vote for any spending bill that includes money to begin construction along the U.S.-Mexico border. And Republicans 
seem to be inclined to give some additional border security money, whether or not that actually includes construction of new barriers along the U.S.-Mexico border so remains like, to be seen. So we've got to fight over the health subsidies. We've got to fight over the border wall. We've got to fight over these dreamers, which are these uh, children of, of immigrants who came in into the country illegally from by their parents. Those are three hot-button issues anyway that have to get settled possibly before this final spending deal gets done by December 8th when current funding expires. So we'll see how those how far those talks get right now. But meanwhile, the Senate is facing potentially two big votes this week. Uh, one for sure is a budget resolution to put the tax code overhaul on a legislative fast track. The House passed its own budget resolution earlier this month. What should we expect the Senate to do? So the Senate budget resolution is considerably different than the House budget resolution. Right now, we've heard several deficit hawks in the Senate, as well as a few more moderate members, say that they are concerned about how a tax bill will impact the deficit. The Senate budget resolution would allow for $1.5 trillion in additional deficits during the next 10 years, which is a considerable amount of money. Uh, but at this point in time, it sounds like those Republican lawmakers are reserving their potential no votes for the actual tax bill not the budget resolution. So at this point in time, it appears that the budget resolution will pass the Senate floor next week. Whereas the House plan is a deficit-neutral tax plan. Yes. So that's a big difference. And the House plan wants to cut some entitlement programs that the Senate plan doesn't. Yes. The the House budget resolution includes $203 billion in mandatory spending cuts during the next 10 years. And so which side do we think is likely to prevail? The Senate. We've heard from a lot of lawmakers that... They expect the Senate's reconciliation instructions, which allow for $1.5 trillion in tax cuts during the next decade, will ultimately be what comes out of a budget committee. That just makes the work, that gives a wider platform for the tax writing committees to write this bill in. Right? Writing a, a tax bill that has to be deficit neutral is going to be a much more difficult process than writing one that allows $1.5 trillion in deficits based on static scoring. And it would avoid the political pain of having to cut entitlement programs that, like Medicare and Medicaid. Yes. Which brings us to the second big vote this week, potentially, which is a disaster aid package. How big is that and what should we expect to see? The House last week passed a disaster aid bill that would help recovery from the hurricanes and the wildfires that have been reaping destruction throughout the western states. That's a total of $36.5 billion. That is now in the Senate. When we see a floor vote on that remains to be seen. We expect that they would want to pass it this week quickly, get it to the president's desk, get it signed, get that additional money out the door. Uh, but whether or not that can actually happen is still in question. We know that the Texas delegation and the Florida delegation wanted substantially more in funding than the House bill. So there is a chance that the Texas delegation and the Florida delegation may try to amend this legislation, which of course means that if they change it, it has to go back to the House, which is out of town this week, which would slow down the process. Okay. So we'll be watching for possibly two big Senate votes, even with the House in recess this week. And CQ will be covering it all. Thank you, Jennifer, for joining me. Thanks for having me. Thank you all for listening. I'm David Lerman, your Budget Tracker editor. We'll be back next week. Until then, you can keep up to date by reading your daily CQ budget newsletter. And you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, and NPR One. 